This is The Friendship File, where we flip open the blueprints behind some of the world's most important relationships, the ones we have with our friends. Two friends have each been sent the same set of questions. They've recorded their responses on their own and without consulting. Here is the combination of their answers. This time, Rachel and Annabelle. Hello, my name is Annabelle. I'm Rachel. And I live in Jamaica. I live in England. I'm 57. 57 years old. And I've known First Annabelle. met in 1974. We were 13, so 44 years. Describe the very first moment you remember seeing them. I don't remember her very well at all. I just remember it not being a very good experience. I came from Jamaica to the UK to go to school. I came with a friend of mine who was the godchild of a family living in England. My parents had told me that two girls from Jamaica were going to come and live with us. I wasn't at all sure I would like that idea. It was just me and my brother up until then, and I was quite protective. I was also at weekly boarding school, and I thought, well, why are they going to be at home every day when I'm at weekly boarding school? When I first met Rachel, it was all very new for me. Her, her family the environment, everything. It was all very, very strange. So it was just a sort of, we had a whole load of new people in our house and that didn't feel good at all. Um, I don't think Rachel liked me to start with. The underlying unhappiness about having them there came out when I ended up chasing, chasing me around a tree down a hill with a machete with a piece of wood with a nail in it I think she was generally terrified I was going to hurt her I don't know what I'd done to annoy her but something very much was against me not really a violent person but I think in the moment I was just very angry there were cuckoos in my nest when did that click happen the moment you thought yeah I like you I don't remember a specific moment but we did bond. Uh, we were both very sporty. We played hockey and netball together. She was defence, I was attack. We always won. We used to make our chicken noodle soup in the morning in flasks and we used to eat voraciously. We liked the same things, peanut butter sandwiches. She loved riding horses. I would go and help her with that. So there was a, a mutual getting together. So that started to build a real friendship and we quickly became, I suppose, a real team. What is your thing, the thing you do when you get together? We would get together at weekends. I would cycle into the local town and buy some chocolate and stuff and eat it very, very quickly. It started with food. So we used to make cake the mixture. The whole world was the bowl that has the cake mixture in it. So we decided to make three different cake mixes raw and have a bottle of Matthias Rosé. And we sat down and we opened the bottle of wine and we took a sip. And we thought, hmm, it's okay, I suppose. The other thing we did endlessly was play spit, that really fast game of cards. We have two packs. And Annabelle insisted on playing one-handed because she's got much quicker reactions than me so she nearly always won and then we started eating the raw cake mixture and we couldn't eat more than about half a spoonful it was just so rich she had a stereo player when we were at um, school and we were in next door rooms and I didn't have any music making machine and so what she did was she put one of her speakers in my room and one of her speakers in her room does make listening to the Beatles interesting because of course <laughs> the music is on one bit and the words are on the other. Nowadays, when Rachel and I get together, we just enjoy our company and we enjoy good food and good wine. 
we would get together and we'd drink red wine and eat blue cheese. What is their best quality? The best thing about Annabelle is her loyalty as a friend and she is completely constant. I know that if I needed Annabelle, she would always be there. And she's a doer, so acts of service is her thing. Rachel was, has always been there for me. Uh, she's uncompromisingly supportive and always has been and has taken on my children as her own and given them a second home, which is absolutely amazing. She lives in Jamaica and I'm in England and I know if the chips were down, then she would be here for me. What is it about them that drives you mad? I don't really have anything that makes me mad about her. The thing that drives me most mad is she absolutely won't delegate. And so when she's working on the farm and she's working with her team out there and they need to move a thousand saplings or something, she will be there moving the saplings. Now, obviously, it's great to be leader-like and show that you can muck in, but she is the one who has to move more saplings than anyone else. It drives me nuts. What do you think it is about you that drives them mad? If you said to Rachel, I hate sausages, she'd probably laugh, uh, knowing exactly what it meant. Oh, my God. If I've heard Annabelle say, I hate sausages once, I've heard it a hundred times. She adores sausages, but she just refuses to say what she thinks anyone else wants her to say. So it was always, I hate sausages. If I think about what drives her nuts about me... We operate in completely different ways. I'm really interested in people and how they feel and how they've reacted in being somewhat introspective. Annabelle, that is not her at all. And I will ask her questions about how she feels and she really doesn't want to answer that. I'm sure it drives her absolutely nuts. Talk about a time they really came through for you. She's always been there for me. She's never made any comments and she's been, as I said, entirely supportive when I was going through my divorce, she uh, was there for me all the time and, in fact, even roped her poor husband in to help me. Um, so, bless their cotton socks. After school, I had two years off riding my horses and it was going really badly. Annabelle was at university in Aberystwyth, absolutely loving her marine biology course. It's exactly what she wanted to do. And I was having a really tough time. And so, amazingly, she just dropped out of her course for two weeks and came back home and she decided that we would go off on a road trip and we went off to France. It was totally restorative and it absolutely is an example of Annabelle's ability to say right this is what's needed and this is what I'm going to do. Have you ever had a fight? I don't think we've ever really had a fight. Maybe we haven't been around each other recently enough to do that but... Um... Oh my word. She has made me so mad. I've probably been crosser with her than anyone else in my life. Impulsively, I said, let's go to France. But I realised that my passport was in Wales. So we'd driven to Aberystwyth to get her passport. Only to find that it wasn't in Wales. It was actually back at her house. Back where we'd just come from. I was so furious with myself for this. And in those days, she used to drive like a lunatic. That I actually overtook a car going round a corner. And we were just going straight into another car. And how we missed it, I shall never know. She was absolutely furious. She shouted at me and said, I'm not coming with you ever again if you keep on driving like that. I was so angry. And the only thing to say to her credit is she did slow down.
What do you envy about them? I think I envy her surety and her confidence. She always seems so sure about everything. She is confident in herself and she's confident with the way that she manages what she's doing. She's brilliantly sporty. Her reactions are amazing. I wish I could play tennis like her. I've always ridden at a very high level, but I've always known that if Annabelle had put in as much work and effort into riding as I had, she would have outstripped me. She could have been on any national team. And I so admire the fact that when she's decides to do something, she's absolutely all in. There are no holds barred. What have they done that has surprised you? You know, being run down a pasture with a, a piece of wood and nail in it is really quite surprising. Annabelle is such a tomboy. When we were at school, she used to wear shorts underneath her skirt and she always had her penknife in her pocket. She spent her life being outside and making rafts and digging trenches and gardening and... She couldn't care less about clothes. Being asked really ridiculous questions, whether I can control my horse or I shouldn't stretch her jersey, probably another surprising thing. So when she was the one to have the first big romance and get engaged to a guy who was tall and good-looking and, and then she got married in Jamaica and she wore a frilly dress, I mean, that was extraordinary. And then she had kids. That is, um, that, that is surprising. It's still surprising. And she obviously did it all brilliantly. But, um, yeah, properly surprising. But um, in general, nothing really surprises me about Rachel. She's confident, she's self-assured, and she'll do exactly what she wants to do. And um, that's great. When are they at their happiest? I would say Annabelle is happiest when she's out on the farm in her beloved Jamaica And the most important people to her are her children. And she's never really happy, I think, unless she's actually doing something. So I think her happiest would be out rounding up cows on horseback with Rachel, out doing other stuff around the farm with Ben. Those would be her happiest times. Um, She's always happiest when she's entertaining her friends. If they were a food, what food would they be? It would be a coconut, I think. because it's very hard to get into. But when you do, the flesh turns into coconut milk, which is probably the best substance on earth. If she was a food, then it would be chocolates and cheese. Is there anything you've always wanted to apologise to them for, or to explain, but have never got round to it? What would I have liked to have done differently? What do I uh, regret? She had a very, very bad accident, and I never went to go and see her. And I'm very sorry about that. She was always there for me, and I wasn't there for her at that time. Towards the end of her time at university in Aberystwyth, Annabelle went through the most shockingly awful time. She was incredibly low, to the point that we were so worried about her. Well, my parents and my brother were so worried about her that they went to Aberystwyth and spent some time with her. And I didn't go. I was wrapped up in my own world. I didn't turn up. I wasn't there when she probably needed me more than she needed anyone else. So, yes, Annabelle, I'm so sorry about that. If they suddenly disappeared from this world, what is the one thing that you would lose that you cannot get anywhere else? We have that casual relationship. Um, I live in a different country. I don't see her very often. And when I do see her, 
it's just as if we've been together forever. My world couldn't possibly be the same. She's the one person who saw at first hand the most complex part of my life in the early days, which were challenging and formed so much of the way I am in the world. It's like I saw her yesterday and that's what I would really, really miss if she were to ever um, not be there for me. It's just a lovely, wonderful, casual, almost sisterly relationship. She's like a sister to me. It doesn't matter what I do, what she does. We will always be there for each other. And um, if I lost her, it would be a great void. There would be um, a very big part of my life that had gone. And that is precious and unique. Before anyone else heard the answers to the questions, the friends got a chance to listen to each other and to react. I'd forgotten all about the fact that we had the music, one speaker in one room and one speaker in the other room. It was so funny, and I used to annoy Rachel even more by singing the words to the song just before they were actually being sung, so always preempting. It was so interesting to hear Annabelle talking about the incident of me chasing her. In my mind, it was a machete, and in her mind, it was a stick with a nail in it. I have a nasty suspicion there were two occasions, which makes me sound like a kind of mad... Act girl. Delegation, Rachel's absolutely right. I am rubbish at delegating. I have to do everything myself. I do it so much better than anybody else. And it made me remember just how different we are. And it's brilliant to me that we have such similar memories and that out of those differences with such different personalities, we've created a relationship that has stood the test of time. Um, still a tomboy, still have my penknife in my pocket, so there she's absolutely right as well. I am deeply touched that she has done this friendship file. It is so not her thing. I know she will have had it really difficult, and I just hope that at the end of it, she feels it was worthwhile. The process of this experience hasn't been particularly pleasant for me. I don't particularly like listening to myself. I don't particularly like reflecting on things. I have loved it. It has put me so strongly in touch with how much I love her. And that is priceless. It's been a fantastic experience and it has been something that I will treasure and keep with me. It's brought me laughter, it's brought me tears, and it will continue to do so for a long, long time. Thank you for listening to this entry into The Friendship File. It was produced by me, Jane Morgan, and the music was composed by James Lancaster. You can find The Friendship File on Apple Podcasts or in all the usual places. So please subscribe, review and rate us. Plus, you can find the questions, photos of the friends and other interesting stuff on our website, thefriendshipfile.com. You'll also find our contact details so you can get in touch if you and a friend would like to take part in a future episode or if you've got any suggestions for good questions that we can add to the list. James Lancaster is part of Walkering, and you can find more of their music on Spotify and Apple Music. The Friendship File is a podcast production. Till next time, goodbye. <laughs>